This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. We are in control now. Come on out, you rapist! How near you, it's WWE Live on Tour with Utica, Erie, PA, and Cincinnati. But first, we're stopping off at ChannelAttitude.com, pal, since time to review SmackDown Live with Big Stevie Cool and that other guy. Hmm. Oh, man, good to be back here doing a little uh, Benson. Uh, I missed it last week. Uh, appreciate everybody at Ami Media Group and uh, ChannelAttitude.com and uh, all the everybody who was doing the watch-alongs giving me the week off to recover. And Stevie definitely towing the line and a uh, big controversial week, but a, a great uh, new uh, high point with 80,000 subscribers on Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis Channel. He's here to break it all down. I'm sure talk some inside baseball uh, about Don Don. Uh, not Dom Dom, but Don Don. Uh, good morning, Stevie. <laughs> good morning. Dirty Don Stevens, yes. Very dirty. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the way it goes. Yeah, it's been quite a week all around, whether you're talking about, you know, fair use, which doesn't exist anymore. You're talking about uh, releases in WWE, or should we say Endeavor and TKO now. Uh, lots of conspiracies around why Matt Riddle was released. Finally, uh, Dana White gets his revenge after all these years. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt that that would be part of the influence of why he got released. Yeah. The new real, and the takeover. real hardcore, man. Um, because I think I sent you some uh, kayfabe. Can you turn uh, your gain up a little bit, please? Yep, I'm sorry. Sure. I just don't want you to. No, no, I am low. You got it. Man, what are the. <laughs> What are the odds I'm telling you you're too quiet? (laughs) (laughs) Coming back, actually, yesterday I had uh, not laryngitis like sick, but just like to go from 90 degrees sea air to upstate New York, cool pollen. You know what I mean? Brought to you by Pine Bros. Throat lozenge here, guys. I'm still on that. uh, In fact, I'll have one with you, but I'll go balls to the walls with halls, pal. (laughs) These here, and I got to get them to get me to be an affiliate. All the voiceover artists, my wife turned me on to this, that they use this like right before they have to do auditions or performances. And it really helps before each and every video because I, you know, I suffer from migraines when I, I strain my my voice too much. This helps to kind of, you know, it has glycerol and other stuff in it. So it, it provides mm. a good coating. But you've got yeah. the natural uh, Clint Eastwood uh, rasp too to you. So. <laughs> no doubt I'll be doing a halftime commercial when the country goes further down in the, in the toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But it was a good break with the wives. I appreciate that for our anniversary again, you guys. And thanks for everybody being cool about it. Uh, you know, and uh, obviously everybody filling in, making sure stuff gets done. But we'll, we'll try and make it a big week over at HMG, man. And uh, I didn't mind missing SmackDown Friday to Friday. I watched maybe the first hour live of last week and i was like i'm not reviewing this i'm not watching it bro <laughs> it's got too much to do mm-hmm. and then to catch up yesterday 
didn't really miss much all the way around. So, uh, but you were talking, uh, I think the hot news and I, I'm pretty sure I had sent you screenshots sent to me by if they're going, if they got to us, they're going around the locker room. They're not out. They're not out uh, for public consumption yet, but uh, they definitely fit the profile of what we've seen of behavior from Matt Riddle. And obviously yesterday, TMZ on Twitter dropping uh Fan cam footage. I don't think it was a uh, production footage. Fan <laughs> fan cam footage from the airport where he's uh, intoxicated, allegedly, or you know, on whatever gimmicks, and uh, acting a fool and kind of being a douche and not a superstar or anything like that, and thinking you're over and you know that drugs uh, can make people do crazy shit and um, not not a good look and why they released him, especially after he tweeted that he was sexually assaulted by a TSA agent when what you see there is very uh, strange uh, behavior that, that's out there, along with going to rehab last year, kind of when they sicked um, Seth Rollins on him live on air talking about his family and his kids, part of the Me Too movement cancellation that he was involved with being fired from UFC for, you know, weed, which whatever on that. But, uh, and then most recently kind of new baby mama in the porn industry, kind of some, some rough, uh, <laughs> life choices that, that could end up being more self-destructive. And I hope we don't see, unfortunately, if I look at my crystal ball, uh, here, a mug shot coming up here for some type of domestic, abuse because uh you know if you're in the porn industry i I doubt that you've got everything uh sewed on right (laughs) to start with and now unfortunately there's going to be a baby involved and you know if if uh mommy and daddy are both on some extracurricular substances i just see a, a storm of brewing that this isn't even rock bottom yet unfortunately um but a lot of bad choices in a row that have led to this point from someone who probably could have been the top guy you know uh so uh very uh sad to see and if those text messages that i I doubt they're photoshopped because they're very strange if those make it out to public next and i I don't know what you're talking about with the text messages and i I didn't keep up with the TSA stuff after the initial. Now, we're not fans of the TSA or any kind of security (laughs) like that, but our checkpoint Charlie's at the airport. But but this is a a case of, man, I I just have to say about Matt Riddle, because we were huge fans of him as well as the RK Bro Act. And you can say anything you want about the scooter and this and that, but the Bushwhackers, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, other characters will tell you, the kid-friendly stuff will sustain you for decades after you're done with WWE. You yeah. leave a lasting memory, and that RK Bro is some of the most wholesome stuff that we saw. That was also very, very up-to-date type stuff too. It was like it was just yeah. a great act, and we say it about Vince sometimes. We want people to pull, you know, pull the trigger on this guy. Do what you got to do. This and that, but you got to give it to Vince and even Hunter or anybody that's been in that office for years, if not decades. They can see the trends in there, the seeds that are planted before yeah. the trend happens that we might not be able to see. So, we're or they planted them. those seeds with a test at the bar and well, said, they, I, I, see, yeah. what, see what it'll do. And then he yeah. does it and then it goes right back. So they know what's up. 
Well, there's also the thing about, like, I don't know why. I just don't get when you're on top of the world in a way. I mean, obviously, he came down a little bit, but he's still making well into the six figures, and he still has merch, and there's still stuff going very right in his life outside of, you know, obvious choices that Matt made. And this is the result of it. It's it's not a it's not a novel that we haven't read or seen <laughs> for years with athletes, entertainers, and and this is the sports entertainment. So it's a mixture sometimes of the best stuff, but most times the mix of the worst types of things that can happen makes there. The Dana White thing, and this is where I'll close my point off. I saw the thing where they asked, Why did you cut Matt Riddle? Do you just not like wrestlers in the UFC? And he was like, Yeah, we have plenty of wrestlers, but this guy's talking about he has like, he has to smoke weed so he doesn't beat his kids. So it wasn't so much the weed, yeah. but the thing yeah. of oh my god, you're you're about to become like this. Sounds like a Benoit situation. Yeah, like. I'm. I wasn't trying to say it, but absolutely, it's got all of the the footprints to get to that point, and you can't turn your back on a drug, right? So depending on what somebody's on, they don't. Do you think it's more that. than pot? It's got to oh, be. Yeah, yeah. If you're dude, if you're in, uh, if you're in the porn world, it's more than more than smoking dope. There's no doubt about that. So, um, I did now send more, you. Now there's more kids involved, not just with the yeah. ones that are growing up and now a baby on the way. So, and when the money's not there and that kind of stuff, we've seen the pattern of that too. That also yeah. leads to a lot of stress. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll break. Okay, I'm not trying to just name drop it because the guy's got heat on him, but when we talked about that, like how much money there was on riddle for other things and going down this, like, you know, old school Howard Stern way, uh, the, like the Instagram way, the Insta models, the, you know, like all that salacious sex stuff. I thought they, that there's tons of money on that to take WWE out of the PG era and start doing that and, and, and redo this guy's character. But like you said, there is tons of money on the scooter and the kids stuff. And they know that because they've done it with New Day and countless others from Hogan to Rock or whatever. Um, and when we Riddle had seen that clip, he he uh, DM'd HMG and said thanks, you know, for putting him over. But that's what they want right now. And da, 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 I like your ideas. But uh, now I don't know if I'd endorse those ideas because you got to be able to not be a liability. You know what it's I mean? Too and, close to the sun in that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. A guy who's was listening to us and and agrees and and understands it, but uh, you do what the machine tells you to until you kind of can't put it on autopilot and and you're just mailing it in and you can't take no more. I don't know, man, but uh, I'd like to see him check himself in for not just a WWE. Uh, you know, do your thirty days and come back. Uh, something where it, he gets a even maybe through the birth of his next child, just so when he can come out of it three, six months, whatever it is to really get his head screwed on straight. So he doesn't go down a, a possible Benoit road down the road, you know, and <laughs> I did not to laugh, but I did pop because you meet, you know, fair weather friends for an hour at, uh, at these resorts and stuff we go to. And when you're just hanging in the pool, where you're from and da da da. but, uh, met this couple from long Island and their name was Chris and Nancy. And I almost, uh, oh <laughs> spit, up, spit up my drink. They're older couple, but, but, uh, you know, but uh, I was just like pop, <laughs> nobody understood it with me. Uh, so, but yeah, but man, you have to, I, you have to pee his day. I heard the rumor he had to pay for his own rehab. 
Is that a new thing in WWE? I didn't I didn't hear that because that's what I was going to say. At least if this is all going down and you've done that, now you're at a, at a fork in the road to be humble. Are you going to go, I'm on my own, bro, and I'm going to party in Vegas and I'm doing this, 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 and this with people who make you money? There's all those types of fans and promoters in, in pro wrestling of they just want to hang out with a WWE star. So, yeah, we'll book him. We'll pay his nut. And we'll also have an eight ball and fucking an ounce of weed and whatever else, bro, because we just want to. And like those are the situations that lead to real big problems. So I'd like to see. And, and there's no way you're going to stop it because all these shit bag fucking promoters or people who want to do remote autographs and all that shit are such marks that they're they go to those links. And, and, and when you're an addict, that's an easy way to get your fix, too. Um, so I hope he goes the other way, the fork in the road, really pulls the emergency brake, the eject fucking handle and goes, that's what I was saying. If it was on WWE's dime, then do it. But now if it's on your dime and you got to pay 30 grand a month for fucking rehab facility, you know, that, that a, a really good one. That's a tough, that's going to be a tough call because now he's got a way coming out of his pockets and whatever money he has left. If it was WWE sponsored, I try and go for a long stint to really get my shit together, you know? Yeah. Well, here's the thing that I had more, I guess it's a segue for the, uh, you know, the Don, Don, dirty, dirty Don Stevens yeah. thing. I see, I see the inverse in AEW. Now I'm looking and we can say WWE hang, you know, WWE used to handcuff talent to a fault back when I was there. And it was like, there was very much pecking orders and things put in place that, put up obstacles that did not allow you to have the freedom that they appear to have today. However, when you have all the freedom and you're not listening to the coaches, the agents, the trainers, nobody, even as far as a band move list, if it falls on deaf ears, I have to err on the side of the the tyrant Vince McMahon to put a little bit of fear into these guys and girls to not do this stuff. You've talked about being the social media czar in the past the, the wrestlers and athletes and entertainers need, need boundaries, almost like children. They need boundaries in order to keep on point for the vision of the person running the company. And they can't, they can get so comfortable. They can't, sorry. They get so comfortable. They can't see the outside perspective of it anymore. Like even uh, Soraya going back and forth with fans this week, and they just don't understand how to protect the investment and the superstar. And they, they sell for it as the human that they can't show to the rest of the world. They shouldn't be showing. Yeah. I mean, if, if warrior and Hogan and uh, I mean, Hogan's been, you know, wrestling 400 days a year and all these, the kind of, and the flair stuff and everything. But back in the day, there was, there was so much mystique around these guys that, we still hang on to the mystique. That's a reason why Flair, Hogan, yeah. and anybody else from that era can still go to an autograph signing, charge a good amount of money, make that because the mystique is still there. I don't know about this current generation on either side if if they're going to have the same years and decades to be able to to, to monetize their stardom. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that because they're not really making mega moments. If they can even walk, you know, right. even, you know, that's a whole different story. Right Did you there. see? Is well, just a segue. Well, first uh, to close that, I hope you know this guy doesn't make more rough decisions. Although, if you want to read that, I sent it to you in messenger on the phone. Those text messages, the long one, is pretty okay. I did, uh, not, I did not see it yet. I'm sorry. 
but it's all good. No, I, I'm pretty sure I sent it to you. I just want to make sure I didn't send it to somebody else. All right, yeah, I did. Did you um, send it to Riddle? <laughs> <laughs> they, they're from Riddle. Um, but uh, yeah, man, with the Ric Flair thing, did you see the Kill Tony uh, clip or no? I did. I did. And as a matter of fact, here's yeah. where like, I look at that and I'm just like, okay, everybody's kind of piling on Flair and it seems to be uh, the cool thing to do or a meme because of what he is now. But I'm going to actually start uploading videos about how how awesome and like progressive Flair was for, for his time and even into it's become caricature. But the yeah. Flair spots and the, the way he worked and what he did, I, I would put right up there with Bret Hart as far as the the very tight psychology with the limited amount of moves that he did. Sure. So, you know, I want to, I want to go to the opposite way of that, but yeah, it's, it's sad to see, like, this is where, you know, you you really need to pick and choose the category of content you want to be involved with because it definitely didn't fit, fit what Rick was kind of accustomed to. And yeah, it it seemed a lot more like uh, um, one one more thing too is, He's in the real world. He's not in the bubble. People are going to call him Joe Biden and make fun of him and and to his face and not care. He's not royalty outside of the bubble. And that's what hurt him, I think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I think it really was just a serious septuagenarian Biden, Mitch McConnell. You know, he's having a a bad. He was a goof uh, for them. That's all a prop. Well, those guys are such super marks for him. Like, uh, like the, the any wrestler in Tony Hinchcliffe too, and I, I've heard other rumors in the comedy world of that, but I won't go into it. Um, you know, he, he's just elevator, Joe. He's more elevator. Yeah, yeah he's okay. down with elevators. Yeah. Um, you know that uh, he's over because he's Joe Rogan's kick around from the comedy store back in the day, and then he's parlayed this variety show into a little LA cult or Austin, wherever they're at now. And in, in their own little cool kids club. Right. Uh, but they're all fucked up in their own way. Like any comedian is and any wrestler is really. And. Oh, they all look what, like a AEW fans sitting up there. Oh, absolutely. Because they absolutely. Want to back. <laughs> they are. They are exactly that. Um, it was a lot of funny talent too, but then they're all holding back because Ric Flair is having this lamenting moment and like killing the crowd and like not understanding that it's supposed to be like the roasts of the seventies, you know what I mean? And, and all that shit. And it gets really old and sad, uh, really fast. Um, I, I see something more neurological than it was just like, anything else there and we're seeing it in so many politicians that they keep marching out there in front of the camera you're going to catch these moments more and more so uh i don't really give a fuck about Hinchcliffe and all those guys i don't think there's a lot of them are that funny especially tony to be honest with you uh <laughs> and um but he's 10 times more over than i am because of <laughs> being rogan's kick around so uh probably a thousand times more over i should say uh, but that was not a good look to protect flair from himself right there. You know what I mean? So I don't know who the talent handlers are or whatever, but the, the other thing is the guys just laid off on the show out of respect for him, out of them being marks and who he is. And you just feel the air gets sucked out of the room. I was like, oof, but sometimes you're going to have shows like that. That's just the way she goes. Yeah. But they still, as much as they respected him and everything, it got to a point where they were just like, we have to make fun of him. Yeah, 
Yeah. What, what do you, what, what can you do? And yeah. And I, I like that you're going to do the off, you know, yeah. walking off. is just kind of, you know, I, I mean, he did the term and he kind of used the term bullying or whatever, as far as yeah. I just, here's the thing. Like, yeah, it's an old, it's an, just an old guy who can't even go by his real name, Richard Fleer. So I'm glad you're going to do the, the series and I'll watch all of them and share all of them, obviously on his great work and, 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 you know, being just uh, incredible in the ring. But uh, I have to even remind myself this. I'm really, uh, for a while, we were right on it and I got away from it and I want to get back to it. I'm not going to put my faith into people and stand up for them where I think are morally deficient, whether it's guys on their fifth, sixth marriage, Mm -hmm. guys who want to be buddies with their fucking sons who then die. I'm not saying he caused an OD or whatever, but he even said in the 30 for 30, Guys who fucking sexually assault a fucking <laughs> stewardess because it's funny. They think it's funny. Uh, guys, like, these are not things that are in my DNA based on my home training and who the fuck I am. So that's great. You can do a fucking flare flop at the right time and up and over. You can never hit the double axe handle and, and all that. Wonderful. You're great what we do. I'm not here to go to bat for anybody anymore that is – uh, you know, an advanced alcoholic <laughs> making poor decisions, but yeah. still being raised up on high by marks. I'm just not going to do it. Whether it's Hogan, him, Vince, uh, any any of these people that uh, are welcome back after yeah. <laughs> six NDAs. Can that's I? Not, can that's I, not what I'm made of. Can I just interject and tell you my thought process and how this whole the way I'm approaching these videos is very therapeutic and very, very much. I I think just as much for me as for the fans or you can say it's for the actual boys if I'm putting them over, Mm -hmm. but here's my philosophy. When I got started with this, same as you in a way, like, well, we've shared off camera, the people that haven't been very good to me throughout the years. As a matter of fact, been downright kind of mean condescending. And, you know, flair is one of those people. He's absolutely one of those people that have mm. publicly called me, screamed at me and called me a jobber in the middle of the double tree to, to have AJ Styles not hang out with a jobber like me and hang out with the real stars. Here's what's therapeutic on my end and what I've done. The people, and this is a clue for everybody out there, the people that have not been good to me have been put over way more on the YouTube channel. And the people I've been friends with are the people I've been most critical of. And that's why kayfabe is now in the Webster's Dictionary, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Stevie it's Richards is no coincidence, huh? <laughs> but, but, that's, but, the, but that's my that's my way of trying to grow as it. a person myself, as a man. I and think also, that's a very Christian yeah. thing, right? Like that's yeah. to turn the other cheek, and even you know to love your enemies to some degree, right? Like uh, I think that's you living it. That's yeah, you living I'm, it, not just as yeah. a fuck you to get back on anybody. No, my mission statement with the whole thing, if if this crop doesn't want to listen, as I said in that video at the end of the one I re-uploaded, if the next generation, if only one of those wrestlers get what I'm saying, if if that generation coming up can probably doesn't even know who Ric Flair is, maybe we're that old now where they might they don't know a Terry Funk, they don't know a Ric Flair, they just kind of heard about Bret Hart. We are literally entering that generation. So for me, if I can point out things that Flair did and the little nuances and details and his psychology and 
Yeah, he flopped every match. He did the turnbuckle flip. But, man, where he put it provided so much excitement, and it was really high energy for its time. If they can take those lessons and save their own bodies a little bit, same with the Bret Hart stuff, then I've, I've served what I'm supposed to serve and hopefully left a legacy using that. It You know, whatever flair or any of these other guys have done to me personally or done in general, that's already out there. I'm not, I'm not even stamping that at all, but my job is to break down and analyze. It's not to break down and analyze them psychologically <laughs> as far as men or right. people or human beings. But for me, I have a job to do, and I have, a, I have a mission that I need to be on. And if Ric Flair and other people who haven't been good to me are a better example of what can carry the next generation, then I'm going to provide that service. Well, I, that's wonderful. And with all genius, there's madness. And that's why a lot of these guys are geniuses in the ring to some the genius. The, Get me the genius of the sky. God damn it. <laughs> uh, and outside of the ring, they're very fallible human beings because there is not that 50, 50 balance. It's a 70, 30. And, and the, the 20% that's up here that makes them great on that end is the 20% missing that makes them deficient mm-hmm. as human beings. And, makes leads them to bad choices over and over and over and over again. So well, I'm going to, I'm going to actually upload soon. What went wrong? Another, what went wrong video. And it's concerning yeah. my career, the whole career. And, and literally what I'm going to say, and, and, you know, this is kind of sums it up, but basically what happened to me was what I thought was a curse turned into a blessing that nothing in wrestling, nothing physically, psychologically, mentally, emotionally within the business for the 30 plus years I was in it ever came easy. As a matter of fact, the harder I worked, the less I got, but it instilled the work ethic in me. The reason that these guys, a lot of times cannot function in society is because wrestling does kind of come easy to them as far as they get it. So then they're snake bitten. And then when they get into the real world, you can't work. You can't work the real world to that extent. It's it's civilians and, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) enlisted men really. Right. Like the, the, of soldiers, like there's no way to like ease yourself back into it because they live a not vanilla lifestyle, but not uh, two lives where we have a persona, but the behind the scenes is somebody. They got PTSD essentially from being in the business, but you have a choice whether you can overcome it and have many exciting chapters afterwards, or if you forever want to be Ric Flair and not Richard Flair, then that's your choice. You got to live with the consequences one way or the other. I agree. I look forward to that video on yourself because I, I, I'm already thinking about doing, uh, or not a rebuttal, but uh, maybe a, an assessment of uh, what no, went, it's what, kind of clickbait. Right. Right. Well, it's hard to, it's, it's, you don't have to psychoanalyze yourself, but what, what did go right? And maybe I'll give you my perspective of somebody who watched you as a, as a, you know, a everyday fan and, and watch your whole progression of it. And maybe you don't see it as much for what it is on the outside point of view. You know what I mean? Well, thank you. Yeah. Hey, it's kind of clickbaity because what went wrong always gets the most money. <laughs> so, let's be honest here. But, but you know, especially, and I know we got to get to the SmackDown review. It's all good. But, you know, especially with the past week or two of uh, the, the, the AEW fans and, and being right up there with AEW botches with the death threats and other stuff. Yeah, and yeah, you're, the, you're the hot boy of the week, man. Dutch talking about you, K100 talking about you, because – 
<laughs> they came for uh, <laughs> whoever, and I said nothing, right? And if they got you, like, that's the rest of the boys going, we can't say shit. When are we getting Don Stevens, right? So now they they, they fucked with, uh, you want to play with Fire Scarecrow? <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I hope too, and I, I appreciate this going, Conan and Dutch, and, and James from WSI was the one that really yeah. wanted to do that segment because he's going to feel – the pinch too, like every other sure. YouTuber out there. So the, just to sum it up though, like obviously it's backfired just like everything the government and mainstream media tries to do. You try to censor somebody or do something. I have to say this, and I hope this, I hope myself and especially Maven inspire the workers to see that we don't need an, an, an intermediary. We don't need a go between. You can have a voice on the internet. You don't need a Meltzer or a Sean Ross Sapp, which, you know, I appreciate this go even. I didn't know he called me fucking stupid or a stupid idiot or whatever on Twitter, but mm-hmm. that's fine. Those things, those things, that reaction just shows that you're bought and paid for literally by AEW. And they kept the Punk Joe video up there, but they took this one down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- there's the biggest thing that they're missing that they can't get around. <laughs> You, there's never been a better moment to come back and actually address AEW botches or Stevie's or anybody else's channel or the Don Stevens character with a reboot of right to censor after you censored the fucking leader of right to censor. So now like there's that id, the spark is there, but will they have the balls to fucking swallow their own pride and go, all right, how can we get three new characters over backing up with Stevie Richards giving them the rub where we can actually say AEW botches was crushed and Don Stevens becomes an entity, an unknown, not the new known. ivory. Yeah. yeah. The new hunt for, yeah, yeah. So, well, you hunt for Don Stevens until she becomes the new ivory, right? Like it, it's gotta be revealed. It's all right there for them, but nobody wants to, they just sit there twiddling their thumbs instead of seeing the millions of dollars that can be made off of this right now off of, blurring the lines of reality and fiction when if you did bring that out as on tv they'd be like this was a work from the beginning and it's not (laughs) but that's exactly what we need our real inciting incidents and this isn't walking in the locker room punching somebody in the face this is some youtube band shit that almost every youtuber or twitter user can fucking relate to very relatable uh, instantly uh, a social media success and it should be booked by next week <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, but it won't be an AEW, unfortunately for the talent, the coaches, the agents, everybody who I still want to work and get paid. I don't want the company to go out of business, but they get, they get attention for all the wrong reason. Everything they're getting attention for has nothing that'll make anybody want to watch the show. It's sure. crazy. Yeah, you remember zero business from Wembley Stadium. Oh, but we got business to cover here that you won't remember either because this show is uh, as forgettable as they come in a lot of ways, man. But great talk up top, you guys. Uh, hopefully uh, you enjoyed that. And I, I know I did after missing it for a week, but I needed that week off from uh, Don Don. Uh, but oh, for, for you next. Yeah. <laughs> Come on with it, baby. I'll saddle her up. Uh, September 30th, uh, 2023, SmackDown Live. We kick it off. Uh, actually, it was the not the 30th. I watched it on the 30th. Uh, it was the 29th. Uh, Jimmy uh, Uso, Solo Sokoa, and uh, Paul Heyman 
just with some house show BS to kick it off. No, my name isn't Boo. It's Paul Heyman. Boo. Okay. All right. That's that's the best we had to open the show. We had no it or inciting incident whatsoever. Just go out there in the same suit you've worn on this show in the last four years and uh, and do it. I shouldn't rib because I wear the same gear the last 16 years I've worn. Uh, but uh, house show bullshit. And then we get a Zapruder film reference. Uh, so we go from don't boo me to, hey, kids, you want that timely JFK assassination reference footage? Roll it. Uh, and like little kids like, yay, Zapruder. <laughs> what the fuck? That was a Zoom call promo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I go, JFK was the lucky one. He didn't have to watch this shit. <laughs> I, I don't you know, I have to slightly disagree with you. They, it's these segments, but there's been more bright spots on the SmackDown. And once again, I, yeah. I heard the rumor about three hours, and I'm like, please don't do that. It seems like a better show right now, but they're yeah. going to three hours. Well, it's it's you know if, if Raw is leaving USA and they're going there, they're going to want that time slot filled. Yeah, what's that? I'm confused about that. Maybe at the end you I can re-explain know. how everything's being I don't know shifted. Either. Yeah. I gotta I gotta look into it because I, I all I read is that USA is getting SmackDown, but SmackDown and NXT or Raw and NXT are going aren't aren't gonna be on USA. Strange. So I don't know where they're getting relegated to. And if they switch Cena and Roman and all those people, like you said, to the Fox one, just like good lord. Yeah, that'll be a motherfucker for him, won't it? But uh, remind me tomorrow because we're going to write an email, and I had forgotten to follow up with Vince before I left on uh, the executive's email that we were going to send to. So we got craft something tomorrow. Okay. Oh, uh, I shouldn't have said that on here. Uh, oh, oh, that that here I am uh, watching the recap that they pitched you the Subruder film, and uh, it's back into the left of the arena, and. <laughs> a turkey shoot and AJ's getting the shit kicked out of him. And again, the OC doesn't come for the save or did I miss that last week? And they did. And nope. they, so no, no OC whatsoever. Three weeks in a row, AJ gets fucked over. He's the leader of a crew and the crew's doing what? Now I heard, uh, Gallows has uh, got an injury that he's uh, rehabbing, <laughs> although I think Gallows is a supreme worker, and I wouldn't doubt him to milk the injury at, uh, because he knows they won't fire you when you are <laughs> on the injured list. Um, so maybe he's doing that, and you know, hopefully uh, he's not banged up too bad. But uh, then we uh, get Jimmy Uso versus uh, Machine Gun Anderson here. And uh, and a squash match, so they didn't stick up for him, didn't stick up for him, didn't stick up for him, but put him in a match with his buddy. Well, AJ should probably go, fuck him. He deserves to get his ass kicked. I got my ass kicked three weeks in a row. They didn't help me out, so there's a taste of your own medicine, pal. Um, Uso splash uh, for the win, shocker. You know exactly what was going to happen here. And then at the end, uh, I get really pissed off. Because things get crazy. Uh, they get Meechin, and uh, out she she marches after Uso's got extra heat on uh, Anderson, and she slaps Jimmy Uso in the face and drops him. Mm-hmm. He fucking takes a bump and then gets up and is like, oh, shit. Like, what, what? While well, she goes and checks on Anderson afterwards, dude. That was terrible that she fucking dropped him right there. Like, that was... Uh, 
<laughs> Cornette and uh, fucking uh, Santino smiling, or you know, or uh, getting slapped, kind of type batter. It, it was just the wrong choice, and I don't know if it was a rib by Jimmy or not, but I would have been really hot about that if I was the producer of that. Uh, what I would have liked to have seen if this was Ben Hameen ECW Extreme. <laughs> get yeah, fucking yeah, get rid of the fucking jab. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so he should should he should have taken it, looked at it, looked at solo. He grabs her and out she fucking goes. Like I seen Al Snow at house shows in 1997, uh, Holiday Hell Tour, Jamestown <laughs> gave uh Chastity the snow plow at the end of the match and shit, bro. Like it's not like slapping a woman back like it's five dollar face slap tit for tat, which I would have wouldn't have mind that either. Really, that would have been like whoa. But if you, <laughs> they're not gonna go on Fox News the next day and go Solo Sokoa attacked a woman with a Samoan spike. If it was slap for slap in a domestic way, that might have gotten touchy. But they, they should have laid her the fuck out right there, bro. Yeah, and obviously the babyface heat was prominent because he slapped him. He didn't do any. He should have. I don't understand the whole thing, and I don't understand it taking over two weeks to come out and finally do something. And AJ is nowhere to be found. Yeah, he's, well, he's that, well, no, he's he's in a he's in a medical facility watching right now. They said, but we had no shot of him watching SmackDown <laughs> at the medical you know, facility. Was, you know, I was uh, you know near death with the the infection and everything, and I was at the Mayo Clinic. First thing I asked him was, you got to make sure that the SmackDown come on this show. No, I got to go to another hospital. I'm I'm ready for a good time. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready for a good time. I'm ready for a good time. Don't don't revive him. This show's going to suck. Don't revive him. Uh, If he really wants it, he'll wake up. Uh, You know what? I got to give him credit. A little bit of a spoiler. A little bit of a spoiler for the finish. They could have just booked it and said AJ isn't there and not had anybody get elevated into a position, but they did that at the end of the show, and I really was happy to see that happen. Yeah, yeah, heels got a lot of heat on it. That was my note too. But here's what I'm thinking too: if if you're not going to have solo Spiker, this is the time to tie Naya back into Bloodline because right mm-hmm. there they could have done it—the slap—and and she comes to the back, and we do something even backstage where Meechan gets fucked over and caught by Naya there for doing it. So we missed that, and the fact that he took a bump on that slap was fucking terrible, bro. Terrible. I don't I don't know why. Um then we get Santos Escobar, a backstage promo. He's excited and nervous to wrestle Rey Mysterio, as I would be too. Uh but we know we're getting a big baby face, baby face match, but this promo didn't do much. Then we get uh the Grayson Waller effect show with Bobby Lashley. Um and I mean everything's exposed. We got K in the goddamn dictionary now. Um and he goes, yeah, hey, I might to get the Grayson Waller rub. And I'm going, we're talking about, we're we're actually saying the rub now. You know what I mean? I know he said it once or twice, but like, should we be saying this? Like wrestling fans even know what the rub really is, you know, or, or the, the, the shine or the comeback or about the rub itself. Like these things. It sounds I, like I, he's going to rub them. Yeah. It's it's, casual, it, it sounds very homoerotic. Really. <laughs> 
but um, the whole scene kind of goes flat, and then we get um, coming to oh. At the bottom, we've got the running ticker on there of, like, uh, fake social media posts and shit like that. that, That's some Bobby uh, Ashley writer's job is to come up with these. How about this one? Did you like this one? Uh, Grayson, should I get a pet raccoon? (sighs) That might have been a real one. <laughs> the, now I wonder because if that's just a rib because uh, oh, we'll see. I'll see I'll tweet Grayson Waller and I'll say hey man have you have you shared my channel yet and I'll see if it comes up in the ticker <laughs> uh, oh, but the street profits come down uh, to interrupt and they're ready for prom they're wearing pretty much the exact outfits uh, the exact same outfits they're wearing together in tandem that I wore to uh, my senior senior prom, nineteen ninety six. So they were like, "Yeah, this is Back to the Future." Uh, the 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 what the uh, the ball under the sea or something? Jamming yeah, under yeah, the sea, under the sea dance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I go, Bobby Lashley. Sorry, what's that? No, I just here we go. The, the LWO had the same exact gimmick. Albert Alberto Del Rio had the same exact exact yeah. gimmick. The Hurt Business did it a little bit differently, but we're back to watches and cars and all these things that it's too it's not the 80s anymore you got to think about what's impressing people in 2023 even if that's biggest social media following brand partnerships you know sponsored segments we're sponsored we have these suit i I don't know but you see what i mean you got to bring it up to speed yeah or if you're really going to do black culture one of the big things that is always, uh, you know, it, I think it started in Chicago, actually. I'm not sure. But uh, like white parties, you know what I mean? Where everyone wears all white everything. I've seen them at resorts and stuff, too. And, uh, and that's what I thought last night. Like, th- this whole thing should have been sponsored by them as like white party night or whatever. And everyone's got to wear white gear. Anybody who doesn't is effed over. But that was about all I can think of black culture wearing all white suits of why. And then I put, uh, uh, should I get a pet raccoon? But uh, Bobby Bobby Lashley, he must be blind as a motherfucker because those prescription bifocals he had on in this scene, trying to look like old school Reggie Jackson. Like I was like, those are some serious specs right there. So Bobby can't see shit. Uh, I put the crowd is dead and we kind of get an awkward no reaction. And then Theory enters the scene to get himself over with Grayson Waller. So you think it's going to be street profits uh, versus Waller in theory. And it's not they just leave the scene together and nobody got heat or got over and everybody's dressed like a weird prom or like, I know P Diddy party in Miami. It's none of this scene didn't work at all. Well, it's because, not because the guys try, weren't trying. It's the structure of the scene. It's really because the street profits are naturally baby faces and people want to like them. And I don't understand, like you said, why would you throw all the – you're doing house show stuff on every show. Why don't you have the guys with the local sports jerseys coming out? And there's, they were incredibly popular, and they, they started to get really good, and they just let that – whole thing jumped the shark and go stale. Why, why aren't they bringing one major sports guy every show? 
You know what I mean? On a Friday night, you're not going to have Monday night football. So you could get an NFL guy from that town or a baseball guy or whatever basketball dude to do the celebrity appearance with them and, and bang, bing, bang, boom, they're running. Well, the other thing is too, that the, what they're going to do, nobody's emotionally invested in this because there hasn't been a, there hasn't been anything that motivated these guys to do it. They never said we lost every match and what can we do? And Lashley steps in. It's just literally all of a sudden. And people know that not now, but that Shelton and Cedric were on the roster when they started this thing. So like, if you want to do the hurt business, what what's up with the other guys? And you planted the seed where you teased that they were all going to get back together. So now people are just like, yeah, and you know what? They'll be heels for a while, and then they'll turn babyface and worse. Yeah. It, it kills the emotional investment when you can already see, well, they're just going to probably turn back babyface eventually anyway. Right. I mean, if people are smart enough to understand well, yeah. Rob no, and Shine a, a, a and K-Fabe. What's that? That's a great point. I just sit here and I think, like, look at how once in a lifetime <laughs> – uh, uh, an athlete, uh, a superhuman uh, that Bobby Lashley is in the work that he's put into it. And he's sitting there in uh, a heart of Shafter Mark suit and fucking $500 glasses. And like, that's what's supposed to get this guy over when he's got a body that is greater than a fucking Greek God, pretty much. That's where his money is that he was getting over even with the dun, 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 whatever it is. And if not, he's an incredible fucking wrestler, former soldier, (laughs) and we're playing none of that. And we want to do ballers, but we're not even doing ballers the right way. And I also think the same thing about goddamn Jinder Mahal. We went to India. We didn't build Jinder all the way again this time, or even the guys that were supposed to be in the squash matches and shit. uh, Into Sheer, right? Or Shanky or none of them. And, and, Jinder Mahal's got millions of dollars written on him as an international star. And all they're doing is putting these guys in suits, making them shut the fuck up and take away everything that makes them special, both body guys, good promo guys, and can get over as whatever ethnic act you need them to. I don't understand how you fucking just put money in the Shredomatic 5,000 like that. Yeah. The, 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 the bigger guys are now the managers and the smaller guys are wrestling. Right. Get me Harvey Whippleman. You're gonna face Gunther. There's no such no Gunther's a manager now. But there's no such thing now. There's no person in the exist that looks at Bobby Lashley with glasses and a suit on and goes, That's a whole lot better than seeing them fight. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Bobby Lashley can do his do my taxes? Fucking can't wait. Did he have, did his suit jacket have a drawstring? It might. <laughs> It's like, is he shopping at 32 degrees for his suits? Yeah, I think so. He might get him custom drawstring done. That's a new hot shit. That drawstring probably costs more than the studio. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, man, I like everybody involved in this segment, and nobody got over. This was bad structure and bad, bad writing. Um, then we get a Dragon Lee package three to four weeks after we saw him on the main roster, so we have at least shaved two months off of uh, who is this guy down down to who is this guy three weeks late? But then after that, we come back and it's Austin Theory versus Grimes. So we did all that Grayson Waller effect only to get to Theory versus Grimes, and there's no reason for it as a get over. I think Grimes uh, 
you know, uh, came off. Uh, he, he's not using his uh, bicycle as much as he was before. He's He hasn't uh, put the mile, miles on that. He looked a little different than the last time we saw him when he debuted. However, I got to say, dude, Cameron Grimes is an awesome seller. He is really uh, great timing-wise in ring where he needs to be. He makes the other guy look strong. And then when it's time for his uh, little comeback, false comeback, he can get his stuff in enough right until they move on something and he takes himself out. Um, I, I really liked uh, – I like watching Cameron Graham's work. I, I think I he's been almost as good since Impact days and then his character stuff in NXT is there. But right now – He's, I'm, and no offense, you know how much I, I think of you, but he's in kind of your spot uh, of an enhancement talent who can work with anybody, make anybody look good, but he's Marine trailered. I, I put here what, and after we spoke earlier about you said what went wrong, what would you tell a guy who's kind of in your exact spot uh, of your peak in WWE before right to censor? How you got over with Stevie Knight? He how does how does he break out and break through? He's made it through the cuts, and now is kind of an essential time for him to to make some waves here. He's doing good business and doing what they're telling him to do and making guys look good, but that might not be enough. You know, there's a there was a point uh, we talked about it where he had the backstage promo with AJ, mm-hmm. and I felt like that was the beginning of the end for him because the office allowed him to be dressed down. How many times? Have you seen people go up to another town and go, I want to help you with your fight against these guys. I want to be your partner. I want to help. I want to be there for you. And the other guy goes, no, focus on your own deal. Get out of here. And that's what AJ, you remember that? Yeah. That's what AJ did. He told him, mm-hmm. concentrate on one of your own matches. Basically, you're, you're a loser. That's a baby face telling you that. I found that to be very, very strange. Yeah. And it came right down from the office. Maybe that was their thing. We don't believe in you. And he's a good worker. He's a really good worker. They can work different styles, which is the kiss of death, just like me and other guys, Jerry Lynn. And it goes down and down the line that we can plug him in just to get people over. That's kind of you'll, you'll have a job for a little bit, but it's kind of the beginning of the end of any impactful career and any real money making stuff that you can do. I feel like the cuts aren't over. When I saw him get yeah. beat like he did after the AJ promo, I'm like, unless this guy can help out at the PC, can make himself very utility-driven in and out of the ring, especially out of the ring, that he can save his job for a period of time. But it, it could be the beginning of the end for him. I'd pitch as big as you can with that, and I think we've. We, I I know we wrote this allegedly. <laughs> Uh, is to get Elon Musk uh, to come in and give him the rug, get get back to the, even though the Bitcoin stuff and all the crypto is kind of come and gone, like it's, I mean, it's still out there, but get that you don't need to focus on uh, Dogecoin he, or, you know. You want some real heat on him and just like kind of like kind of ribbing somebody at the same time? You should say that he made his money. He made his money by scamming the poorest people in his home state. Because he was the million-dollar champion. Yeah, yeah. Why not go and say, and he becomes a heel now that's a snake oil salesman. Yeah, yeah. And lies and literally sells tonic and does all these old carny things that can get him over. I don't – I do not – 
I hate that. <laughs> it makes me the gears start spinning of like, what are some, you know, trinkets? That every self help, every bullshit artist, every Pat, every Pat Rock, influencer, every influencer right. that lies and 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 puts up, you know, like a testimonial for this thing for the, you know, just to make money. He yeah. could become the worst of all those things. He could sell all the shitty insurances, <laughs> take Ric Flair spots, all that shit. That's interesting. And, and it's a good rib on Million Dollar Man, too, without that's, saying it. That's the pitch I would give Hunter, Vince, Nick Khan, whoever, because they love Nick, you know, and, and, and Ted will take <laughs> it because he has to. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, he'll take it because also – any press is good press to them. So I mean, the guy uh, started a podcast two weeks after he got like, <laughs> what invited or whatever. I guess. All right, Grimes has to become. Yeah. It's not going to work as a sympathetic baby face in 2023. You be got to become snidely whiplash. You need, you yeah. need that. You know what you do. You shave the beard and you got Vince McMahon mustache, and you not slick bad. that hair back and not become yeah. you become like Jim Carrey with the Sonic uh, movies. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that with uh, yeah, the doctor get get the Wagner gimmick. Um, that's all good because I wrote that. I was like, dude, this guy's got a ton of talent. He doesn't have the height that you had. That if there's one thing they're we're judging on, you know, you can't you can't put an extra. You can't he's put an extra six to, he's inches, not big enough to be a manager. He's not big enough to <laughs> he's be a not manager. Big enough to be a manager yet. Uh, but uh, the the guy has all the in ring skills and the character, but and he's here, an incredibly nice guy too. From few times that I have met him, he cool. seems to be very nice. He's a second generation wrestler. They should like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Trevor Lee, his dad, I forget the name, but his real name's Trevor Lee, mm-hmm. and his father was a professional wrestler too, I believe. Yeah. And it shows in the in in how he gets it. Uh, I just hope, and it's interesting. He said the cuts might not be over. I was thinking as soon as I said, you know. Who, his name hasn't been kicked around. And again, we wrote some interesting shit for her with uh, kind of uh, Susan B. Anthony, not Me Too movement, but, uh, you know, all that stuff is uh, Nikki Cross. Hmm. You know, she's good so. for PR because she's getting her. She's very, very. It's been very, very featured on social media that she's getting her degree that yeah. for that, I think that that's the bell curve of we're not all idiots and she can represent, but somebody can just wake up one day with a, with a black mustache and dyed eyebrows and say, Nope. <laughs> she doesn't it. have a superhero mask. She's out of here. Um, but then we get, uh, uh, theory, uh, shoves dragon Lee at the end because that's where they're building to dragon. Lee also going to referee a match last night on NXT pay-per-view. I didn't watch. So where, where, was, that at? where was that? Uh, I was right at NXT. Oh, at the Performance Center? I think so. Oh, okay. I didn't know if they were in town with them or they made this dude fly from Florida all the way to Sacramento. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, man, I just wanted to put out there, what what can Grimes do to make a move that you wish you would have done at that point? But I love what you pitched uh, there is the rib on Million Dollar Man. It ties in, and that definitely would – get Bruce to go stooge to Vince and they'd have a laugh about it and it'd probably get done. Yep. Um, then we get Ray's promo backstage for the babyface babyface match setup. Um, little Spanglish, but he always comes right back with the English translation. I put this as easy to, to digest. Uh, be careful what you wish for. I am the champ. I am a legend, uh, but let's go have some fun. 
uh, I thought for any kids watching at home, this, this was right on time, you know, to set up baby versus baby. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that, but then we go right into Ray versus Santos when we come back from break, but then, or no, Ray enters, then we go to break, come back, and the bloodline is beating the shit out of Hit Row. So I'm going, why? Uh, and why are we even showing Hit Row if we just fired uh, top, top dollar, dollar and now they're going to beat the shit out of the the B guy and then really the C guy because Strickland, Shane Strickland was the A guy. And uh, and then the girls just there screaming the whole time. Very uh, strange to like beat them down and and give them nothing in return. And I may jump forward here before before this match because we have another cutaway um, where they're beating the shit out of uh, production guys or security guys. I don't think they were security; they looked like production guys. But during the top dollar one, the announcers go, nobody dares tag with John Cena. That's why the Usos are kicking the shit out of people, right? And 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 then I go, well, what the fuck is the second one with kicking the shit out of production guys? Is Cena back there looking for the fucking DJ Jazzy Def to be his tag partner? Like, none of it made sense. And then the other part of that is, here's Ken Doan and Jason Jordan going, please don't, don't, don't. And if it came down to a shoot, I'd probably put my money on Jason Jordan and Ken Doan over Solo Sokoa and Jim Uso, who just got fucking dropped by Meechin with one goddamn slap. So if anybody, why why aren't they getting heat on the agents who have taken hundreds of bumps and can make everything look real instead of kicking the shit out of production guys in this story? None of these backstage interruption segments made sense or really got a ton of heat on the heels because who gives a fuck about the nameless production guy or the C and D player from hit row who, who aren't over very strange. Yeah. There's a lot to this because hit row are heels and she's begging Jimmy to stop. Like we're supposed to get sympathy on this dude. They've been assholes for months. And then Oh my God. I, I wish the, the agents, can they come up with something besides, come on, that's enough. Get out of here. Come on. That's enough. Get out of here. Come on. Right. You might as well just have that robot that the, the New York city uh, hired. <laughs> right, right. Come on, that's enough. come on. That's <laughs> enough. Get out of here. Put, put <laughs> Pat Buck's face on it. So fucking. Nah, he's on the phone. Mike Johnson, but, uh, <laughs> but man, I mean, it, it's just, it's so played out. I mean, I like that. Like, then Solo's standing there, and it's supposed to be the big reveal that he's. I, 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 thank God Paul wasn't there with the big eyes and all yeah. that stuff. And it's what it is. I, I think Cena even overplays it, like the like I said before, the local DJ with the, you know, yeah, 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 dude, yeah. Cena, L.A. Knight's gonna be my partner. Whoa! It's like, his dude. way of saying that he's deferring to this current talent as being right. something, but at the same time, just be like very subdued, like stick the fist bump out or do whatever, or, you know. And LA Knight, talk. I I like that LA Knight isn't exactly. It's funny because I hate the handshake with Paul Heyman, but he's still kind of like arms 
arm's length away from the baby faces. I like that part, yeah. you know? It's kind of the Steve Austin DTA, don't trust anybody shit, right? right. So I like the fact that he wears uh, New York City Timberlands. That's the favorite part of the video that I broke down. Like I said, oh, look, he's got those Timberlands on. He's got height. That's hard, man. Those are heavy boots. Yeah, dude, fucking crime time used to work in them, you know, as well. That was serious. I, I was like, I couldn't work in fucking Tim's. Fuck that. Or you better, if the if the big boot's coming, you better get your goddamn hand up because you don't want to eat. Yeah, because not everybody puts iron crepe soles on the bottom. They got the tread still. <laughs> right, right. Um, but we get uh, to go back after that. Uh, I'm just looking at Doan because I've worked, you know, Ken Doan, and I know what a fucking five-star athlete he is. And Jason Jordan's right there. I go, these two would fucking whoop up on these Samoans, bro. There's no way they'd take them both off their feet in a matter of seconds. <laughs> and and that's what I thought should have been. If you're beating the shit out of Hit Row, okay, stop. Jason Jordan and Doan go peel them off. And then and and to check on the guys, then solo and fucking them pick him up, and then they fuck over the agents. Now that would have been somewhat believable with ex wrestlers who aren't are on the roster, and those guys probably could have gone and had a match with Uso and Solo, production guy number two, and fucking <laughs> dude from Hit Row. No one's gonna give a fuck about that, and they're never gonna get back over on them. So these were wasted scenes. I feel like time filler more than anything. But Ray versus Santos for the U.S. title. Uh, they cut away to this Uso beating. And I'm going, dude, why are you pulling focus after you've set all this up? This should really be mm-hmm. almost your main event. So they they split focus right in the beginning. And if I was Ray, I'd be kind of pissed about that because now my segment, I have to work twice as hard to get him back. And you just showed that the U.S. title doesn't mean shit to you by doing these cutaways during the middle of my fucking match. That used to be like the biggest insult to the talent in WCW working hard in the ring when they cut to Hogan or they cut to to the he wasn't even there yet, but they cut to the back to see if he arrived. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? These guys are killing themselves in the ring. And you're cutting to Hogan. Now, if Hogan enters the building, comes out, and starts beating the guys up in the ring, that's something. That's tied in. But Or even if it was cutting to Roman, who we haven't seen for a month and a half, then maybe. But this is like the unknown not knowns. Like you said, I go, if they're beating the shit out of production guys, why aren't they being arrested? There's a camera there. That's just physics, I guess. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, why you can ask that of any TikTok or Instagram reel at this point. Why don't the cops arresting these people? (laughs) Yeah. Why don't they attack agents? I put uh, title match, not exciting enough. Do we need random beatdowns and always, you know, if we see these looting videos of target and Lululemon and Apple store, yeah. Why can't wrestling parry and just have the agents come in that the looters go, come on, that's enough. Get out of here. Come on, that's <laughs> enough. Get out of here. <laughs> um, good uh, counter roll-up finish out of the Phantom Driver. I like that. Uh, he uh, Santos Escobar gets Ray up for his finisher, goes to give it to him, and uh, Ray quick switch kind of a front side Samoan roll Olympic yeah. roll through uh, and uh, it, and gets him in the small package real real good real tight finish and uh, just got out wrestled and that's how a baby face baby face match should be not strikes and all that type of shit so 
uh, they I, I really work this finish, well. though, and I'll just uh, real quick tell you why. Mm-hmm. It won't hurt to Escobar to get hit with the 619 splash and then get beat off of that. I felt like from the boys' perspective or what we feel like from an old-school perspective, not getting hit where you're finished will still keep you strong. But in a babyface, babyface way, he was just better that night. He got, he still got up, still shook it. Or he was out from that, and they jump Ray and then jump him, and he can't. He's trying to help, but he's so messed. Right. It actually protects the baby faces more because he was literally on his feet, never shook his hand, which leads you to believe, are they are they cool or not cool? I, I just feel right. like they're going to be but even, even on that should. Should should we even have given him the finish if we're doing a street profits run in to beat the fuck out I of him? Think we, because, I think the match is so good we could have we could have run it back or, okay. or put it on fast lane. They they deserve yeah. to have a pay per view match. I think you're right. They they could have bought another week and had the street profits. They did ruin the crowd a really of the finish. Match. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That's, made that's the heat, right? right? That's very yeah, good. That, that's where I would have gone with it. Um, thank you. That makes me feel good. Uh, one thing that stood out to me on commentary and is this a zoom call based on the fucking guys in the back politic. I'm sure maybe Ray wanted to go now. Nah, let me put the title on him da, 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 because they put over Santos, uh, his legacy, his family's legacy in Mexico. But this was a quote on commentary that stood out to me because it didn't seem natural. Nothing is handed to you in this business. You have to earn it. To me, that the when when I heard that, it just didn't flow with other things, and it sounded like a response of somebody trying to politic and somebody getting some shit in on commentary. Um, uh, what did you think uh, about that? Yeah, in a world of fake subjective businesses, <laughs> talking about earning things yeah. and not being given a push. Okay. Yeah. Selective, um, but, selective, uh, selective motivational speeches. Yep. Yep. Here's a weird thing, too. Uh, we've got all the Uso beat down in the back stuff, and now the Street Profits run in and do the same thing on LWO. Same vibe. Like, now, we, now we've kind of split the, wow, everybody's running wild and doing what they want, beating the shit out of people left and right. And if you have one crew doing it, don't have another crew do it on the show. You just split that focus. Yeah, um, it probably. I, I don't know how you get out of the match, though. I guess, mm. That's I wouldn't have you so kicking the shit out of everybody. I would have saved it for street profits to get to get that heat. But they, they had it as a thread so LA Knight could come in at the end and 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 run them off. That's true. Too. I mean, That's it's true, two different threads, though. I I don't know. That's tricky, man. <laughs> Same vibe though. Um, Jade Cargill, a uh, big um, video package uh, putting together here. TMZ package. This is. Um, Shots fired to Tony Khan. Like, they're not – I mean, Jay Cargill and A-plus, you know, fucking another supreme athlete. So expect her to be wearing suits and, and corrective lenses. Yeah, she's too. a manager. They just <laughs> she's turned it all man. over. She's a she's manager. A new... <laughs> lose weight, lose size, lose height, and you'll be women's yeah. champion in no yeah. time. Dude, Dude, here's the here's the point that you need to know, and they'll never do it because we already talked about – they stick their head in the sand, and they just shut dissenting voices down rather than improving the product. WWE got Jade Cargill more over with one video than the entire time she was in an AEW. You're not the wrong. Goldberg streak didn't mean... They'll give her a Goldberg streak here, and it'll get over. I, I wouldn't even say this one video. I would say 
even her just walking to the performance center, even her mm-hmm. doing these little things are building anticipation for her. And the only reason they're doing it is as an F you to con. Who, as long as the girl makes a ton of money and she becomes a star, who sure. cares? Right? Right. Do you think right. she cares? Oh, yeah. Don't I think there's a huge opportunity right now to, I mean, and as Vince has said plenty of times, we already got one of those, right? And and also EST's looking out, you know, like uh, shifty-eyed of like, oh, boy, here comes another. Well, that's uh, our fault for not protecting our own business. Right. But I say improv-wise, it's easier to have the scene with both people on the same side of the fence as opposed to you're on that side and I'm on this side and I'm trying to convince you and pull you over to my side of my argument or whatever it is. So start there that EST welcomes her as a top Flojo, you know, style athlete. And if you really want to keep with the door knocker earrings and shaking your ass and they both can do incredible feats of strength, and you and you've got these other girls from entertainment. Now's the time, not just to bring in Cardi B, but to bring in Megan the Stallion or any of these top, uh, you know, I don't get it, sexy red, take it to Pound Town, whatever. If we're gonna play world star hip hop ghetto chicks, let's fucking get them all on the same side and have this whole big movement of crossover of wrestling instead of tiptoeing around it where you know, like a Carmella or whoever uh, is like bucking for her chance to work with Cardi B and like they're, they're going into biz for themselves on IG or whatever it is, Chelsea Green. Like, let's do ghetto bitches and let's fucking get it over at the highest level instead of being like, well, she'll do it on her own and she'll do it on her own. Nope, it's all right there. You just got to quantify it and put it all together. I have a conspiracy theory, but I think it's conspiracy fact. You know, the, you know, the music. But... Oh, <laughs> especially in a hurricane, it helps. Things are harder <laughs> when you're not vaccinated in the hurricane. <laughs> so here's my thing. This here is sending a message yeah. to one person in particular that if you come here, this is the kind of creative, you know, like care we're going to give your character right this is setting up for mjf in 2024 mm-hmm. I think that's, I think now, spot on with that. and, and when is wwe ever with a competing company they've buried guys from wcw from ecw tna maybe they finally got the memo that if you treat the talent really better you're going to destroy the competition because people will want to come over here even if you're working them, right? You make yeah, them feel that. Even if that you're going to set her up to fail. Right. Absolutely. And they, some people would say that's the shit when you, they did, they brought, they, they opened the golden gates for Cody to come back, but will they ever put him over after smashing the fucking chair with the hammer? And by the way, we call it metal master truth here. I know we're way over on this. Sorry, Jeff, but we, we had a 23 minute show last week with me doing the analysis. So, <laughs> My my question is that do you think with what I experienced over the past week and other people and the the whole thing with people possibly almost getting killed more and more each week or closer to death or being crippled, that Cody was a dissenting voice that was trying also to get the talent to listen and trying because oh, he's never very that. personal why he left, but he never said why. My thought is that Cody was trying to inject like the positive poison into the company. He was trying to get the culture to change to something that would draw better money. 
It's so I, just, I, I don't disagree with that. And that still hasn't been revealed of those personal reasons why. And I, I think it could be all those things, knowing that he's Danny Davis, L. Snow trained, and knows how to do business in long-term storylines as opposed to uh, everybody's doing fucking forearms and, and code reds every other match and fighting on the outside. Think about it, you're not listening to Cody – and they're not listening to the punk and Cody and punk are basically essentially the same they cut from the same cloth with the pocket watch or not uh, as OVW. So yeah. it makes sense. It's a one-to-one analogy with that. You can watch Al uh, on lions, tigers, bears, and head. And uh, you can watch Al on uh, the Netflix series wrestlers saying the same shit when they wanted to do a death match or anything. You don't need that shit. You need quality storytelling and character development and doing business at the end of each show, which these Uso beatdowns didn't do shit. The AJ ones didn't do shit. And it's just miss. And, uh, but I'll tell you what didn't miss. And this is where WWE is great. And I got to believe it's the guys involved. Their creative is uh, hashtag Elton strong. <laughs> and when I see these things, I feel like I'm the one who fucking produced them. So I got to believe maybe Jimmy paradise did. But the comeback of, uh, I can never remember the name. I always want to call him Toxic Attraction, but that's the chicks. Pretty deadly. <laughs> pretty, pretty deadly. Um, and, uh, you know, the Rocky montage and trying to get the eye pokes down on the Bob dummy and all that shit and, and uh, the whole motivation. I laughed because they had the garbage bags on the outside of their sweatshirts. And I'm not sure why that is, but uh, I sucked a lot of weight for football growing up as a kid. And they would make me run track in the middle of August. And I put two garbage bags on a sweatshirt, shoulder pads and another sweatshirt. So I never did. I put the garbage bag over the top of me. We used to do that at Woodsman's when it'd be torrential raining for uh, a quick poncho. But (laughs) I've never seen the outside over the top uh, garbage bag trick. Um, well, that's because it doesn't make sense and it's the complete opposite of what you should do. Every detail you want to talk about nuance and detail and two or three camera shoots and getting it right. Yeah, this is a vignette, and I hope they just don't bring I I hope these guys are baby faces when they come back. They're too entertaining, right? They, yeah. they can play heel, but they're they're wrestle crap great. I, I thought it was excellent. I agree with that. This is what we need. We need fun back in wrestling. Yep. They definitely get it. Uh, and then uh, to kill all that fun, we had Charlotte versus Bailey uh, with a terrible promo from Charlotte uh, trying to rib Bailey and no one gives a shit. Uh, Charlotte goes over on Bailey in a quick five minute, four minute banger. Oscar runs in, cuts one of my favorite promos of the night. Uh, and then Bailey translates, which I like saying that yes and. She obviously doesn't know what the fuck she's saying in Japanese, but she goes, yeah, I agree with you. It should be a triple threat match between and books uh, the genius of the sky in a triple threat with uh, Charlotte and uh, Asuka. So we're back to the dissension thing, but I like that yes and of just saying, oh yeah, I understand what you're saying. Even uh, on commentary, they have to quantify that Bailey now knows Japanese. So whether she does or not, she should always just say yes and get what she wants out of the situation. I think that was a good little game to find. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It just, man, it it just feels like I said, how many times have I said this and tell me if I'm wrong this time when Charlotte isn't the absolute center of the whole storyline match or whatever, it is just, just, just 
rest of my numbers. Let me get through Mm -hmm. this and get out of here. Yep. 100% correct on that, man. Um, Cena with the bloodline uh, taken out. uh, Possible Cena tag partner. This is the production tag team. Heels get heat on Cena um, and put him in the corner. And I put Samoans love putting their butts in people's faces. Do you know why? Why is that? I don't know. I'm just asking if you know, like, what it is. I don't know. Man. Maybe they're <laughs> like cats because my cats are always putting their ass in my face all the time. Uh, I mean, I know. cats, so I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a, the Rikishi kind of thing, but it's just like never have I ever been in a fight and go, you know what I'm going to do right now to knock this dude out? The old ass to the face. I'm going <laughs> like, to throw my, I'm I'm gonna gonna throw my, my tailbone into the corner of the bar, never touch him, but he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna yeah. sell. And then the Usos, I I have a bigger ass than the Usos do, so I'm gonna do it. Uh but LA Knight uh runs in with uh Timberlands on uh and runs off the uh bloodline and we get Cena with the silly pop, like you said, the wide eyes of like Wow, I get to tag with LA Knight. It's like that cricket commercial being played out in the ring when they bust through the the thing. <laughs> but I will say this, I'm so happy for LA Knight. I'm happy that maybe once every five to ten years they actually listen to the people and they give them what they want. And this is yeah. it. Yep. Yep. Uh, I saw some people even commenting on Twitter who are, you know, bigger influencers and other things, video hip hop producers going, dude, this LA night guy's over as fuck. So they're taking notice of him. I'm glad for him. Another 19 year overnight success, <laughs> you know? So uh, yeah, man, good rub and good rib at the same time. So uh, it was, it was a good way to finish the show. There was just um, some either really bad stuff with the, uh, question of why or some really good pre-packaged vignettes i thought with uh elton strong uh, i think that's going to get them over more than anything else so uh but i enjoyed this show i know we're over but uh like you said give you some extra value added definitely want to talk about uh rumors of triple h and stuff that we've been talking about for years here kind of breaking this week we'll talk more about don stevens and censorship and uh who knows between uh, now and uh, Tuesday when we got to record Master Shoot Theater, what what else is going to hit. And But uh, uh, looking forward to all the Stevie Richards analysis videos. I got to watch the Bret Hart Backbreaker one. Absolutely, we're watching that one at UWE in class and uh, everything else you got coming out this week. What's going down with you, man? It's Sunday football Sunday, so we got to get to that. Oh, yeah. As we record this, that's my kind of like way to kind of tune out. But I have the whole morning work here. I actually – that flyer video I'm looking at, kind of trying to put it together. There's a bunch of prep work, and I'm obviously trying to improve the production with each and every video. Um, like I said, we just broke 80,000 subscribers last night, and now we're about to hit 81 just less than 12 hours later. So it's growing awesome. quickly. It really is a Streisand effect. They tried to suppress it, and it just never works. We talk about that with the mainstream media. But a video I think will come out this week, too, is – the what went wrong video on Triple H's torn peck in the Saudi Arabia match. Mm. But it's but it's actually a positive video because how it happened is he did he did it trying to protect his best friend, you know, in the corner. It's it's actually a unique thing where he knew it wasn't gonna be good and it could be age, could be whatever we think, but he literally had to go a little tighter on that. So I want to break that analysis, but I also want to point out that like 
everything we saw last week or the week before and all the drama with the AEW Moxley thing, there's guys in the business that are going to sacrifice their own bodies like a Bret Hart and other people to protect the other person. Sure. That's what the business is. You, The number one thing is protect your opponent. Number two, in a way, you have your opponent protect you. Number three, you protect each other. Those are the three, the three-pronged attack to being a success as a, as a worker. Yep. And Hunter proved that. And also, once again, I go back to I'm secretly or selfishly putting it up because Hunter wasn't very good to me either as a talent nor an executive. But nor, nor call him back while you're there. on your What's that? nor call him back while you're on your goddamn deathbed like you should have. That's okay, but that doesn't make it's not. This, it's not okay. That, That's not okay. But that doesn't make this lesson from what I saw in this any any less prominent to a talent that might be like, wow, he tore his pec, like trying to protect the other guy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But like I said earlier, it's not okay. And I'm not going to fucking go to bat because somebody held a fake fucking title, did a bunch of gas and politic their way up. Good. He started as one of the boys. That's fine. But when it was time to fucking show and prove and spend a, a tiny amount of care, money, time to check in uh, uh, when you were uh, on death's door, uh, that that shows the character of the man to me, and uh, you gotta, like, you gotta give him a break. He doesn't know what it's like to have a medical condition over the past. Yeah, he doesn't. Under, he doesn't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! But uh, yeah, a lot. Uh, we had a lot of understanding today. Some great conversation up top, and I can't wait for the rest of the week to hang and bang with Big Stevie Cool and Uncle Vince, and uh, see what else comes down the wire, man. So. Make good choices. Uh, don't make shitty parlay bets like I'm about to. And uh, send me those anytime touchdown score picks, Stevie. And uh, I definitely want to hear your opinion in our chat after you read those uh, alleged text messages uh, as I well. I read the first line. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> I read the first line. Of it. <laughs> Uh, oh my God, indeed, infidels. Uh, it's here, the SmackDown Live review. You know what to do. If you're not Caucasian... Uh, then leave. Mark Henry was...